welcome to Need for Speech. Today I have with me Sheena Dabholkar, editor and founder of Lover magazine, which is a design and lifestyle publication and self-care platform called Mindful and Body. So hi Sheena, welcome to the show. Uh just tell us about uh, what's your journey been like, you know, founding these two ventures and what was it like even before founding these ventures? Hi Tanay, thanks for having me. So I actually have um been in the creative fields ever since I was in high school. Um I began freelancing as a music journalist when I was in um basically the 11th grade. Um but I grew up overseas so it was still high school over there. And I have been freelancing pretty much the whole time for that not 16 years now. Three years ago, I launched the magazine I wanted to see. It's basically a online publication that's focused on uh, the creative community in India. It's very visually led, and I have a lot of fun with it. But it's very slow. We produce just a handful of stories every year. Um, I've also so um, lived with mental illness my whole life, and one of the biggest things for me has been learning to take care of myself. in addition to obviously professional help and therapy and all the things that you can do but i realized a couple of years ago that most people have no idea how caring for themselves can improve their lives and also what that entails so self care for me was something that benefited me immensely and i wanted to make accessible resources for people to understand it which is how mindful and body came about it is a platform that focuses on holistic wellness so that is the practices of meditation and mindfulness identifying how you can take care of your body in order to improve your mental health whether that's through nutrition and exercise and different contributing lifestyle factors and um yeah and now i create e-courses basically that help people understand how to take care of themselves so uh, shida you mentioned you started off your career as a freelancer whereas uh, some people i know had like traditional jobs and built networks through those jobs and then you know turned to freelancing but you started freelancing since a very early age so what was that like first of all and uh, my follow up to that would be uh, self care for freelancers but we'll get into that point later so essentially i wouldn't really recommend my my journey um i had to make all the mistakes that freelancers make on my own time and on my own dime because i was only 16 or 17 when i started but i have learned a lot obviously in that time and i think self care becomes one of the most important thing for for freelancers to adopt so that they don't burn down burn out because people always think oh they work for themselves so much time so much flexibility how fun work in your pajamas but the uh, the reality of it is that you don't get time off if you have a bad day you are the only person that at loss so you actually take a giant risk you know if you don't take care of yourself so i can uh... for those listeners who don't know this about me i am sort of a freelancer slash self employed because i trade my own money in the stock market and what you just said really resonated well with me because at the end of the day if i have a bad day in the market so whatever it is uh, 
But people just see the upside of you know uh, I can trade from anywhere. I can trade from my pajamas. I can make money from literally anywhere in the world. But uh, it's not really like that because at the end of the day, uh, it is still a very lonely profession. I guess as it is with you as well. And uh, what happens is uh, you take your losses very personally because you begin to self doubt your own processes. And that part really uh, affected me as well in the beginning to not take. your performance in the markets very personally and uh, that in the long run you have to be profitable that is that is the biggest learning uh, of sorts for me yeah i think for a lot of freelancers they need to learn how to separate their own self worth from the work that they produce you know so many people think their success in the workplace their freelance success determines their worth as a human being and those things are not connected and those things are simply output and if the if there's not not a lot of healthy input there's not going to be a lot of great output and that's why i think self care becomes really relevant for people because they do need to nourish themselves and they need do need to like build healthy relationships so they get that support of a community or they get connection with people like even something as simple as setting up a work date with another freelancers improves people's well-being so much you know because you're not completely in isolation it is very lonely being self-employed and that's what being a freelancer is you are self-employed which means you are responsible for every decision that you're making so we need to take more responsibility over the way we run we run our businesses and we run our own lives yeah because at the end of the day you are essentially running your own business and that has also been one of the largest you know uh, lessons in my career as well because even though i consider myself as a, an independent trader or, or whatever or what i'm essentially doing is running a business and uh, the risk that i am taking is essentially my capital deployed yeah and you even if you have no employees you are your employee and you have to give yourself as much of the benefits or as much of the care that you might give another person so i really think that if people frame the idea of freelancing as being an entrepreneur as being an entrepreneur they will have far greater success in in their uh, and productivity in those careers so uh, getting back to your point about self care for freelancers uh there are a lot of influencers on instagram who are promoting all of these self care tips and which are essentially i guess spending money on face packs and pedicures and massages and i don't think that that's what self care actually is right because that is just a capitalist manifestation of whatever at the end of the day i think they're just trying to sell you a product like sell you something but uh that's not what self care is Oh absolutely. I mean, I don't think these things are not beneficial like taking time out to have a skincare routine is great for your skin. It's not great for an overall holistic picture of you and we are nuanced human beings with a lot of things going on in our lives. But I do think that we need to break down the myth that self-care is something relaxing and easy and that it's something uh that we do for ourselves in our free time it's simply not it is a lot of the behaviors and habits and lifestyle changes that we can make just to live our, our best lives or our best potential um so much of self care is painful it could involve say setting boundaries with people it could involve asking for money from people who have 
not paid you you know it some of this shit is challenging and uh, i think demystifying what self care is is kind of the goal with mindful and body and for me in general i've been following you on instagram for uh, quite a while now and uh, you are someone who's uh, very open and vulnerable about their real self on instagram whereas you know people usually project the best version of themselves uh, on an an- online platform on any social media primarily because you know these days your online personality has become a brand and it's no longer who you are honestly but something that a brand would want to project so which is why people only post like cool stories of them going out having fun fun with friends and and what not and nobody you know really posts the daily boring stuff because it's boring one part but on the other hand i also feel that it's not really a completely honest version of yourself because at the end of the day you are projecting out something as if you are a brand and i don't really necessarily agree that this is the right way to approach uh, any form of social media obviously uh, if you want to that's your choice but this is just my opinion and my podcast is like just all about opinions so coming back to my point you have been very open on instagram and you have been very vulnerable and uh, sheena dabolkar is now a brand and you're the face of mindful and body so how has that experience been like Oh thank you for this question. It's quite fascinating actually. I think becoming or being vulnerable has been my brand or is my brand because it is really exhausting for me to pretend and I I do enjoy using social media as a way to record positive things or great memories and successes and I I don't fault people for wanting to use it for that but at the same time it is it's a, a bit unnecessary we, we are human and most of us do deal with all kinds of um vulnerable issues at all times i think um i have created space a safe space for a lot of people to share their stories because of my own vulnerability and i i think that that has been an amazing way for people to destroy i think what these what these brands or what these big platforms may be wanted um which is for us to have these non-stop highlight reels only so yeah right now with mindful and body it's quite an interesting place for me to be because it is a mental health platform at the end of the day but i have been super open about my own struggles with mental illness um so i I am the face of a of a mental health brand and a very honest one about how I have come to the place that I am which right now is um in a good place but mental health is an ebb and flow we are never going to achieve peak happiness and stay at peak happiness it is it is just the process of life and there will be good times and there will be bad times and in the good times when i can be vulnerable and i have that strength and i want to share and i want to to help this help, this gives me purpose so that is basically how brand vulnerable came about uh, you mentioned that uh, being vulnerable as a brand or as a person on instagram has created a safe space for other people to share their stories with you So uh, do you think there's a time and a place for people to be vulnerable because obviously you can't 
necessarily be vulnerable at your workplace because there are obvious downside risks to it absolutely i think knowing when to be vulnerable is um super important for me there was no big uh, real risk in being outspoken about my um my mental health but for many people especially those who are employed if their employer has not created a safe space where they can you know be vulnerable without reprimand or without consequence then it's not a great time to be vulnerable we need to destigmatize mental illness like not just on instagram but also in the real world for people to be able to be vulnerable openly so that i mean that's a great question safe spaces are so important i think we cultivate them they are not something that's that's just automatic and one of the ways we can do that is by uh learning and teaching the importance of safe spaces that's a very good point to make about uh, being vulnerable and creating your own safe space and cultivating it where you can be vulnerable what i've noticed is in the bro culture of today especially among guys being vulnerable is still seen as a weakness even though we are all like millennials and people think that thinking forward thinking and all of that uh being vulnerable is still a, a major uh, drawback of sorts uh, like guys aren't expect like boys don't cry i grew up hearing boys don't cry yeah oh um i really i mean it saddens me that people think vulnerability is a sign of weakness but it's not a lot of men's fault if you're socialized only to see anger as a um acceptable form of uh, expression then obviously anything that's not anger uh, comes off as being a non-masculine trait and i think eliminating uh, preconceived ideas of masculinity because they are harming men and that is basically what bro culture is built on um is how we can begin to start um, even addressing mental health for men cuz i think it is a big it is a big issue but most people do not want to get help for it because it's seen as something that men don't need and um when i started mindful and body this became super evident to me because most of my courses are 90% women which means men are not getting help not that everything has to be catered to men but these are completely gender neutral courses you know help is not gendered um so it's it's fascinating to me how little help men are willing to to take and how uh, willing they are to even admit that they need help and and uh, and this sort of ties into the larger point that i sometimes keep thinking about which is uh, all of these you know words like toxic masculinity and everything has become buzzwords these days and uh, they've become like clickbait articles and and all of that but what i think really needs to be done to address this issue first of all is to allow men to feel the complete range of human emotions and not just express anything through anger because i feel that is one of the causes of all the problems that that we are seeing and you you've been a vocal ad- advocate of feminism since forever and i i, I think that that is uh, one of the key ways of addressing this issue yeah i think uh, beginning with 
men having the breadth of emotions that women do um, and them feeling like they aren't judged for it is a is a big start into helping us even begin to um to to make them feminists you know you don't have to be a woman to be a feminist but if you don't understand women or the women's emotions or women's experiences it's very difficult to become a feminist or you know want to be championing women's rights so that they are equal to men which is what feminism means i think deconstructing gender is uh, really important for us to start involving men in the vulnerability conversation tying this all back together uh, sheena how do you think self care can help men become more vulnerable and uh, lead a better quality of life i think this is a great question because i've from what i've noticed men don't seem to think they need to care for themselves it is something that they are taught even less than women uh, and women are not taught it so i can't even imagine how little it it is taught to men self care is basically something that really builds self worth but not in that sort of narcissistic way where we where we think we are you know the greatest thing to have ever walked this planet what self care does for us is show us where we are where we are lacking or where we are able to fill where, where we need to fulfill certain aspects of our lives for instance men can seek professional help as a form of self care men can um talk to their own friends about their own feelings as a form of self care men can learn to cook as a form of self care there are so many things that seem gendered um that that shouldn't be like talking to your pals or learning to cook a nutritious meal for yourself shouldn't be a woman's woman only thing i mean like food is essential for all of like for survival and yeah and that is still one of those debates like that like that what that is still one of those preconceived notions that i don't really understand like if you are a human being and if you eat you should know how to cook absolutely and i think once men are able to f- um really explore the human experience without thinking of certain tasks or certain emotions as uh, reserved for for women only they will be able to explore parts of themselves um and be, and be vulnerable and i've seen it happen i've seen how self care because it's rooted in so much self compassion um can make people more honest with themselves and that is basically what vulnerability is sometimes vulnerability doesn't have to be public it can just be an exploration of your own emotions to yourself one more thing that i wanted to ask you is uh, how how can men be you know better allies i think men can learn a lot from just listening there is so much that we don't hear because um we're talking over another person but a man's experience is not relevant when a woman is expressing hers because they are not at the receiving end of those experiences um and i th- i think that is one of the biggest challenges is that we're not a taught to be active listeners like people who actually don't have an opinion already when we are um when we are listening i i think one factor in this is like we're not taught how to be empathetic we're not taught empathy as a society in 
general i guess yeah i think empathy is something that is not something you are born with nor is it something that oh one day you develop and uh, it stays with you forever it is a constant practice and it is a constant allowing yourself or challenging yourself to see things um the the way another person sees it that's what that's the difference between empathy and sympathy you have to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes and i think developing compassion for people is rooted in developing cap- compassion for yourself and that's how i tie it into self care uh you are also talking about cooking and uh, i've seen your instagram post that uh, you are a part of a cookbook club so w- what is it what is the cookbook club so the cookbook club is a monthly potluck group and we cook usually from cookbooks um so that the meal is really cohesive we choose one cookbook every every time and we have beautiful meals you know sometimes 7 8 9 10 dishes uh, all from one certain theme because they come from one book and um and we eat together and it's been a wonderful way to build community and find community these people started off as strangers and um i do think building community is really everybody's responsibility you know you there are so many ways that you can do it i've also recently started um inviting people over to play board games and i think that's a really big form of self care because like we talked about in the beginning like being a freelancer or being self employed is so so lonely and we often only meet like friends casually and you know hope that it happens but when you have like a community group with like a fun purpose it makes everything so much better uh, the point that you brought up about community i uh, remember listening to uh, the podcast that you were on subtle plug uh, marbles lost and found and uh, the host there was talking about how building a community is up to you because at the end of it you are the one who's benefiting from it and you have to take active efforts to find a group of like minded people with a purpose not just hanging out with friends or whatever so i could relate to that very well because uh, for me twitter has been a great resource for building a community of traders like there are traders across the world and i've connected with people across india and obviously across the world and now i am a part of a co-working space for traders and it has immensely helped me professionally by just not being lonely anymore and i can talk there are people with whom i can talk to like i can share my problems with so yeah that has been a very fun experience yeah we have so much um, i guess agency over the communities that we create they don't automatically fall in our laps and uh, yeah i think everybody should go and listen to that podcast it was my first time talking about self care and uh, what it really entails and it's episode 10 on this season of marbles so if people want to check that out um where, where can where can you check it out <laughs> on the IVM podcast website um and you you'll find it it's episode 10 of the the, the most recent season um then i asked me to plug that so <laughs> that was not subtle at all <laughs> anyway thank you then i think that was our last question wasn't it uh yeah that's it i guess we've covered everything and uh, sheena has a course right now on mindful and body on uh, 
सेल्फ केयर फॉर क्रिएटिव एंड आर्टिस्ट सो इफ यूर समन हूज इन दैट स्पेस प्लीज गो चेक इट आउट द पेज इज कॉल्ड माइंडफुल एंड बॉडी ऑन इंस्टाग्राम गो फॉलो हर यू आर एट द रेट दिस इज वीनी प्लीज गो फॉलो हर एंड शीना थैंक्स अलॉट फॉर डूइंग दिस एंड आई होप यू हैड अ फन टाइम चैटिंग Thank you so much. Thank you everybody for listening. Bye.